All right, Marcus, start us off. Okie doke. We're good? We're good to go. We're rolling. Let's go. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to... What are we calling this? I don't know what we're calling it. Three guys hanging out, talking about sports. How about that? Sounds good. A little long. A little long, but... uh, (laughs) Stop pretending like this isn't the multiple time we've tried this, so... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I'm Jake. I'm Marcus. And I'm Tyler. And uh, those are the names we're going with. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's jump into some sports talk. Cool. Go right off the bat. Um, so we're three boys from Vancouver, and uh, pretty big story out there right now. COVID's hitting the Canucks pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's. Uh, I think there's three guys that don't have it other than like taxi squad guys there's like three roster players that don't have it yeah and it ends up being like brock besser um like uh, jt miller and elias Patterson. i think are the only like core players that don't have covid right now don't forget about legend jimmy vc right yeah oh my god yeah it's gonna be a uh... Rough a little bit for them making it into the playoffs. I think is kind of uh... okay. That was rough before COVID started. Where there's no, I honestly, I don't see a need right now for them to continue the season. I don't. I really just don't see it. Just let us have no more points. Give us Luke Hughes. Be done with it. That's all. <laughs> yeah. That's all we need. Yeah, we'll take last place. It's fine. Yeah. I'm co- Wouldn't that be funny if, like, in this season that's been all just memes about Buffalo all year, we somehow came underneath them? <laughs> I don't even know if you can look at the standings and f- mathematically find a way for the Canucks to... Like, Buffalo would have to win every game. Yeah, no. The, Thanos could just snap the Canucks out of existence <laughs> and we would still finish ahead of Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Losing to a bunch of guys that aren't even in the league. Yeah, all right. Oh, jeez, yeah, Dude, like, no. I can't believe Philadelphia actually lost to them. I, Philadelphia's supposed to be a good team. I know, I know. I, I still can't... They should be better than they are. They should be better than they are. Think about, like, I was just thinking about this. Nolan Patrick, like how everyone kind of complained when they got that pick in the first place, because they moved up from, like, there's something like 12th. Yeah, they moved up, like, I think they were, like, 10 spots back from it was the bottom. St- they yeah. were, like, they, like, barely missed the playoffs, and they got the first overall, or second overall pick, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a little bit of hockey karma there, that they ended up taking what ended up being a little bit of a bust. I don't know if you guys saw NHL discussions. They they are doing their um, predictions for the Seattle expansion draft. They predicted that they're not even going to protect Nolan Patrick. Wow. Like, it's... It's unbelievable how how bad that turned out. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I can't really comment on him because like I haven't really been following him. I mean, he was a healthy scratch the other night, but I I've heard something that he's had issues wow. with um with I don't know if it was injuries or what exactly was it like migraines or something? it was some like weird thing like that that he was yeah having I think it was with. migraines yeah and apparently that like for one of his one of the seasons he's been in the league apparently that seriously held him back. And I didn't really know about that until just recently because I saw a lot of people talking about, like, wow, I can't believe they might not even protect him. Yeah. And someone brought that up, that it's not entirely his fault. 
Yeah. Kind of like how, you know, Ole Ulevi would just be a star if it wasn't for that ankle injury he got, like, the first year after he was drafted. Yeah, right. Ole uh, Ulevi, the next... Yeah, that, that, that's it. Yeah, right top pairing defenseman right there. Yeah, next to Dano Chara. <laughs> no, more like next to Nikita Trampkin. <laughs> yeah, five foot nine hundred and twelve pound Swedish guy. <laughs> <laughs> just a human wrecking ball, that guy. Maybe we should just try him on the wing. <laughs> Do like an ex Dustin Bufflin in Chicago, throw him in front of the net. Don't move. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? The year we had Tramkin, I kept saying they should have done that on the power play. Just put that guy in the crease and just tell him, just don't move. Yeah. That's what they used to do with me. Really? Yeah. I, <laughs> dude, I played. Tell it wasn't that when we played together. Yep. They threw me in front of the net. And I just got cross-checked. Like, for, and we'd be on the power play for two minutes, and it'd just be two minutes of me getting cross-checked in like, the back of the neck and the spine. And getting the I, would, goalie. I would just rip clap off. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler would get slap shots at me while I'm getting cross-checked and blockered by the goalie. We'd, every power play we had would turn into a five-on-three. Like, every single one. <laughs> yeah, you know when the big guy goes down, that's when you're like, that was a penalty. There's no questioning oh it anymore. God, dude, I used to get kicked in the ankles. Oh. Like, it was brutal in front of the net. Anytime you see, a, a, like, a big guy in front of the net, it's just like, man, like, he's taking a beating. Yeah. The, the worst is when you get the stick right up between the legs. Oh, my God. I had that one time so bad. almost threw up. Oh, God. Brutal. Yeah. I still remember the kid's name that did it. <laughs> <laughs> How many years after are we? Oh, dude, that was, like, ten years ago. That <laughs> was, like, half of your life. Yeah. <laughs> Just go, just go knock on his if door I ever see him day. though I'll kick him in the nuts <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Pay back some bitch Yeah Remember 11 years ago <laughs> yeah. Oh god oh, That's funny hey, You guys know We were talking about The Flyers right What happened to Goss Despair Oh dude Like what the they, hell happened They waved there? him They waved him Yeah he's in the minors Isn't yeah. he I don't know if he's in the minors or if he's just on their taxi squad now, but he's not on their active roster. Isn't that crazy? I'm, it, it's funny because I, I didn't, like, follow them at all, really. And then he... I remember, like, that one year when they were, like, really good and made a bit of a push, and I heard his name a lot. I was like, okay, this guy's pretty good. Then again, never really followed them. And then I, uh, I didn't really hear his name again until just now. And at first I was shocked, but then I saw all these, like... Um, trash talkers and NHL discussions was like a lot of you are going to be surprised about this and you shouldn't be mm. and I felt like an idiot because I'm sitting there going well shit I'm one of those guys that they, <laughs> I'm they an said, idiot <laughs> I guess I'm an idiot <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm surprised another team like, didn't give him a chance but I think he's I think I, his apparently it's his contract yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, well, because I remember years ago, like, when he was, even when he was, like, in his prime, people were talking about how, like, the Flyers were loaded on D and they were thinking about moving him. And he was demanding, like, a pretty decent price tag. I remember being, like, a first in a prospect or, like, a first in a roster player. And at the time, it looked like he would have been worth it, too. Yeah. Or at least almost worth it. Yeah. You know, you can always debate on what, it, what what's a good trade and what isn't. But, like, that was in the realm of, like, most people wouldn't be angry about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. He's just... Yeah, defensemen are tricky, though, right? Like, like okay, just picture a reality where that OEL trade had happened in the summer. There was talks of OEL going to Vancouver for... Do you remember what the... So they wanted, and I'm not kidding you, they wanted Demko, Pod Colson, a second, and another pick 
in exchange for OEL, and from what I, oh, sorry, and there was, we were also allegedly gonna bundle, like, Roussel into that just to relieve Cap, oh, yeah. but that was so that we could fit OEL's, like, 11 million Cap <laughs> yeah, like seven into years. our already Cap-strapped team. Yeah. And that, I couldn't even believe that Benning was thinking about that. Yeah. That like I'm I made video. I, by the way, I run a very successful TikTok account. <laughs> yeah, conducts videos. Throw that plug in there. <laughs> you can go in there. I made videos about how badly I didn't want that to happen. I said if we really need a defenseman that badly, just a guy to step in, go sign Ben Hutton. Like go find what? him. What What are you talking about? He signed a one year contract with LA. Last season for like eight hundred thousand. Nah, I don't yeah. know what league minimum is, but that's got to be pretty damn. Close. I would rather sign me for league minimum than Ben Hutton. Yeah, fucking Ben Hutton, seventh seventh defenseman. <laughs> Here's the thing: as a guiding presence, guy's like twenty six. Here's the thing: at least I'll go fight. He's not as bad as people think, and here's my reasoning for why. That season that we had him, and he like his plus minus was like bottom ten in the league. It was yeah. awful. That was because. People forget that that season, the team actually got the mumps. We got taken down by an illness before that became, like, a trend this year, okay? <laughs> we were missing, like, half of our roster for some games. Everyone got called up from Utica, and for almost a month, Ben Hutton was on our top pairing. The reason his plus-minus was so bad is he was playing in situations he shouldn't have even been in. <laughs> He's not a bad, like, bottom pairing or middle pairing guy. Yeah, or guy sitting in the press box. Yeah, but he's <laughs> yeah. not... He, you don't want McDavid coming at you and you've got Ben yeah, sitting no. back there. Definitely that, not, that's, no. But that wasn't his fault that he was put in that position. I'm, I'm pretty sure Corey Perry gave the league the most. I'm convinced. What? <laughs> what? Okay, like just because his personality makes him seem like a guy that would do that? Yep. Or why? 100%. Yeah, that's a guy that, like, this year's actually kind of been overperforming, I'd say. Like, when he went to Dallas, I was expecting him to be, like, a, a really solid player. And, I mean, he, he was okay. But now in, in Montreal... He threw it into like, another gear in the playoffs, though. Yeah. He had a few big goals in the finals. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's... He, but he's always been, like, a good playoff guy. Yeah. Like, I think back to some of the... the uh, the playoff series that the Ducks had against Nashville back when they were both, like, Western Conference Titans. And he was a strong player for them. He scored goals, threw his body around, got on the score sheet, and, uh, you know. Was a rat. He was, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was a pest in the Western Conference for sure. But, I don't know, it's just funny, like, how quickly that guy dropped off. I mean, well, you got to look at the age he's at, too, right? It kind of makes sense when you think, you're right, he fell off kind of steep. But yeah. it happened at about the age where you'd think it would happen. Yeah, what was it, like 33 or 34 when he got moved to Dallas, or when he left for Dallas? Yeah. Because he got bought out, too, I, I right? think he was injured, though, before he even got, got moved, so I don't think he was playing a whole lot. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. But, like, him and Getzlaff were just, like, like, if they didn't have each other coming into the league, who knows what either one of them would have been, right? True. Like, they got drafted in the same draft class. They were first-round 2003 draft picks, which yeah. historically has been, like, it's been the best draft year since I've been alive. And was it 03 or 05? It was 03. It was 03. 03. 03 draft class was insane. I know.
Yes. Right. Speaking of old times, I noticed you went pretty far there to reach back to go, oh, remember when Nashville was a conference titan? <laughs> hey, man, any <laughs> Hey, man, 2017, that, uh, that series with the Ducks. It was yeah. a good series. That hey, was a good if, series. If Ryan Kessler hadn't put Ryan Johansson in the hospital, they would have won the cup that year, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, Dan Hamhuse was actually healthy during the finals when we were in it. Oh. Yeah, oh. He, he was out the whole time. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, how long ago was that? Yeah, our second our second line center had like one eyeball that worked. <laughs> that was like that was that was later, man. That was in the finals. Loses fucking eyeball. <laughs> man, oh I remember God. when someone posted about that after the finals too, and they just listed off all the injuries, and they were like, "Vancouver's making excuses," and it was like, "He can't see." <laughs> yeah, it's took a freaking slap shot to the second eyeball. Second line center is blind. Yeah, what do you mean we're making excuses? <laughs> That D-man's missing a testicle. <laughs> Second line center's missing yeah, an eyeball. ruptured his testicle. Sammy Sallow. Sammy Sallow. You know what they needed that year? Matt Cook. That's That yeah. was the missing piece. That man was a legend. <laughs> My God, that guy would have put the whole team in the hospital. <laughs> Cutting Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Man. Man, you know what we should do? We should start talking about the deadline. Yep. The deadline's coming up in like, what, three days, four days from now when we're recording this? Something like that. I, yeah. I think I think Vancouver should just trade for Taylor Hall because then we're guaranteed first pick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, unload everyone for yeah. Taylor <laughs> Hall for, for, for two months of Taylor Hall. <laughs> and a guaranteed first a guaranteed overall pick. First overall. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, you, that'd be great too. Guaranteed first overall in a draft where no one even knows who's going, like in the top yeah, oh ten. My God, it, yeah. it's just a toss up. Dude, every week it fluctuates. I heard people talking about oh, it was Owen Power, like he was yeah. gonna be the next coming of Christ. Now people are talking about him as like a tenth overall pick. Yeah, now we got bored of that and we're talking about Connor Bedard, who's gonna get drafted yeah. in like five years from now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, that kid's lighting it up. By the sorry to go off topic, but have you seen the stat line that kid has? I heard about it, but Dude, I haven't. He's got like one. Point eight nine points per game or something. One point eight nine points per game in the dub at like fifteen years old. He's in Holy grade ten. Shit! What team does he play for in the dub? Uh, I actually don't know. Is he? I have no clue. I'll look it up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. But like, I saw. His, yeah. Could you imagine? You know, he's gonna be so good in WHL. Get drafted by the Buffalo Sabers. Ten, like yeah. just garbage for three years. <laughs> he plays. He, he plays for the Regina Pats. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, you know, you can get some exposure there. Yeah. I think that's where, uh, isn't that where uh, Nuge came out of? Nuge with the Pats? Um, might be. I know he went to Burnaby North High School. I don't oh, know anything did he? else Okay, about cool, cool, yeah. cool. <laughs> you know who else went there? Joe Sackick. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, alum. Burnaby Joe. <laughs> yeah, I think this deadline's going to be interesting, though. Because I think there's going to be big moves, but... I mean, I, this might come back to haunt me, but I don't know. I think I, I think you'll see a lot of teams making pushes this year because it's such a weird year that I think you know all sixteen teams that make the playoffs will have a chance. I, I firmly believe yeah. that. No, it, it, it's kind of like last year in that sense too. It's just like a you throw you throw a bunch of teams in, and you're kind of looking at it going. So much weird stuff has just happened. Yeah. You know, both last year and this year, you're kind of going. This is anyone's. Yeah, especially with the playing round, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that won't be 
a, a problem this year. But yeah, no, I you're, you're right. Yeah. And the Ma- the Maple Leafs are still going to be knocked out first. I oh, oh I, yeah. I will get down on my knees every night until it happens to pray <laughs> that they do. <laughs> I I want them. All right, and I just like to say goodbye to all the Leafs fans that yeah. may have been watching, <laughs> listening in. Uh, it's been fun having you. Um, we're, we're gonna sit here and trash on them for the next little bit. So <laughs> welcome, Quebecois. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you want, we can switch over to French, make it easier. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, you know who I really want to knock them out of that first yeah. round? Oh, man. Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg. No, Montreal. I would love nothing more than to have them just get humiliated by the Bruins that many times in a row. And then when they finally think they're out of the woods because they're not in a division with them anymore, the Montreal Canadiens <laughs> knock them out in the first round in Game 7 yeah. after coming back from being down by, like, like three goals. Yeah. <laughs> just constantly embarrassing. Oh, the memes would be eternal. Oh, my God. What's with their goal? T- like, why can that team not find... You know, like a like solid goaltending. I know Freddie yeah, Anderson. Are you talking? Okay, 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 okay. Ten in a row. Right. Okay. Right. Right. He he has. He so has. That is a legend. Right. But Jack league. Campbell. Jack Campbell was not even a backup until this year. The guy could not find a permanent position anywhere. He's bounced around the league like crazy. He's just he's he's not a reliable. Uh, starting goalie and he's improving it like yeah he, he's got a few games that he's won under his belt he's also playing on the best team in the north like I think if he's on any he's other like team like Hamburglar yeah right like like he'll have a good stretch and then he'll disappear and get traded for a you know a sack of hockey pucks like, well that's all just... speculation but I can remember just a couple years ago everyone saying that about Bennington too saying he didn't even belong in the league he was just getting lucky with a few games at yeah. first like well, and I then mean, and then it went longer, look, and, look longer now. and longer and it, it just yeah. didn't end it, yeah. uh, well, until the next season and then then it ended <laughs> it ended really abruptly yeah. yeah well I'd love to see him get in a fight though I'd, oh, yeah, I want to know. Just pretend to get in fights. Yeah, like no, five just different like, guys. Like pump fake the three guys on those <laughs> sharks. I, I, watched, <laughs> I watched him scrap some dude in the miners and just dummy him. Did he really? Really? Yeah. Cool. Wow. Man, but, I, I mean, most goalies are pretty pretty skinny guys unless you're looking at fighting Robin Leonard. Yeah, that guy's a friggin' beast. That guy <laughs> scares me both physically and mentally. Like, you don't yeah. know when that guy's just gonna break loose a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah, well, have you seen some of his interviews? Yeah. He's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even, like, Marc-Andre Fleury. I feel like he's the goalie that would, like, tomahawk two-hand <laughs> a guy with <laughs> his stick. Like, he just seems like he's gonna... And then he would leave with a smile on his face. Yeah, I start laughing. <laughs> you know who I wouldn't want to fight as a goalie is Dave Riddick. Dave Riddick. <laughs> Wouldn't oh, want to fight yeah, Big Save Dave. Yeah, Big Save Dave. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tyler big and I don't play Big Save Dave. No Save Dave. Oh, God. Honestly, man, a few years ago, I heard some joke, some some serious joke that uh, the, the Calgary Flames had the best decor in the league. It made me laugh. When did when the Calgary Flames ever had a good decor? Hey. Buddy won the Norris. I was just gonna say, so many people just hear Giordano go, great, great defense. <laughs> yeah, like all six of them. Great. <laughs> yeah, they have a great core. But like seriously, like like I remember, was it like two or three years ago when they had Hamonic, Hamilton? I think it was like Brody and Giordano. Yeah, Brody. Yeah, and they're like, oh, best top four D in the league, and like three of those four guys. Well, I guess Dougie Hamilton's doing all right, but 
definitely like Hamannick and Brody. Well, I guess Brody's okay too. All right, maybe I mean my words a bit, but like I don't know. I just yeah. don't think that that's like. I don't think that's really like a. You just a really went through impressed... all three of your points and capped all of them. <laughs> well, okay, fine. But here's the thing: there, they they never they never impressed me when they were all there. But like now individually, they're, they're individually. Well, I mean, Hamannick's kind of a bum, but like. On their own, now that they're away from each other, they're doing better, but together they just can never figure it out. And it's just like finding a good, cohesive group of defensemen is tough. And like on paper, a team that should have good defensemen just ends up collapsing. Yeah. Like, like look at the San Jose Sharks, right? Like, they have Burns, yeah. Carlson. Like, if this was 2015, we'd be saying they had the best decor in the league, but yeah, it's definitely. not. They have the highest yeah, paid decor in the league. Look at the Nashville Predators. All right, let's not look at the Nashville Predators. <laughs> I was going to how long is it going to take? <laughs> I, I purposefully didn't say it like three times because I wanted to see how long it took one of you to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they have the best decor. They've got the best prospects. They've got the best young defensemen. I mean, they're just yeah. the best. <laughs> Man, I, I smell cap. Did, did no, 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 let's not talk about that. Either. I seem to remember actually last season sending you um, NHL discussion when they ranked their uh, teams with the best prospect pools and stuff, and they ranked Nashville like 27th yeah, or something. Bullshit. It, yeah, no. I mean, you, I mean, you guys, you guys don't want this to turn into me Aspen. ranting about how underrated the Preds <laughs> constantly are every year. So we won't devolve into that. Except but. for the year after they went to the finals, when everyone said they were going to go back to the finals. And then they won the President's Trophy? I'm sorry, but they keep getting underrated. I can think of two years that we won the President's Trophy that didn't work out so well for us. Yeah, but they were expected to. Like, the expectations for the Canucks were to do well. The Preds have never been looked at as a good team. Never. Not once. Not one year has any any team or any uh, analyst ever said, hey, Nashville Predators, they're going to be the best team in the league this year. Never. It just never happens. They all suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. They don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you got a point there. Yeah. What do you guys think about Ekholm and... Uh, Granlund? Granlund, yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, uh, Ekholm and Granlund have been getting like a lot of conversation about like places they could get traded to. Um, where if, if the Preds did end up trading them, who do you think would be like a good, good target for them to go to? The one thing that makes it tough is the quarantine. So I don't know if I see them going to a North division team. Yeah, pretty much rules out just any Canadian teams at all. Like, no, no one's making a trade right now and waiting two weeks for their player to be eligible, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Assuming I, I think they, they changed the COVID it. Tests. I think they changed it to a week now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because Eric Stahl only waited a week to play with the Canadians. Right. Yeah. That's right. But even at that, like, a week, if you're a team that is, like, trying to make the playoffs... Games. For yeah, sure. it's, a, it's definitely, especially now because all the, the schedules are condensed. So. But, I mean, Eckholm's going to round out just about any team. Any team that needs help on defense, he's, yeah. he's probably your number one pick. Yeah, I could see him getting picked up um, by, like, the Caps. I think the Caps have a good enough team this year that if they were able to move some pieces and bring in Eckholm, that would be, that'd be pretty wicked. Yeah. What about Colorado? Colorado on D though, like they. Here's they're, the thing. they're very like, young on D. I feel like when you talk about Colorado, if it's literally anything other than goaltending, you're like, yeah, they're fine there. Yeah. Like there's no position where they're weak other than goaltending. Yeah. I'm just thinking for like for playoffs, their decor is so young with like Byram and 
and Kale McCarr, and I think Gerard's still on there. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's crazy how they're still developing, yet they're already in a position where they can be selling off young talent to bring in, like, win-now players. Yeah, That's crazy, sure. like, the position they're in. That's nuts. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if you guys uh, saw the scores from last night, but they actually got blown out last night. Did they? Yeah, they got blown out 8-3. 8-3. The like wild Minnesota. The wild. <laughs> the most. Yeah. The I, I, most think, I think they're an NHL team. 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 <laughs> I think they think they're in the NHL. They just did. Yeah. But like, so like, it's funny because you saw you talk about how like they have this like bounty of riches and young talent, but like it's true if they can't get goaltending, it doesn't matter who they bring in. That's why I say you know the Capitals because I think the Capitals are a little bit stronger in net with uh, I think it's Sam, was it Samsonov. So. No, it's freaking like. Velichek or whatever his name is. I oh, know yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like some Czech guy or something. Yeah. But yeah, right? Like, and because, like, I mean, goalies never usually move at the deadline anyway. Yeah, they So, don't. like, I can see Colorado making it to the third, you know, maybe even to the finals, but I just, I don't know. I have a hard time seeing them going all the way. Yeah, they're not, e- even though they're very good at most things, they're not complete. They're not a complete team. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Grubauer's really hit miss. He's either getting a shutout or he's letting in. Seven or eight goals. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and then, well, and back back to the Nashville guys there, and then Granlund, he's what, like a half a point a game guy? Uh, yeah, he's a he's bottom six, can play on the you know power play unit if you need him to in a pinch. Yeah, on the second he, unit. He, but he's like a, he's like a, what do they call it? Um, like a Iron Man player, is that what they call it? Oh, yeah, he hasn't missed a yeah, game in a while. Yeah, well, like, he, he doesn't get that injured very often. Right. Or if he does, he's not on the IR for very long. So he's, he's a good yeah. playoff guy to have around. Yeah. Yeah, he's good to just kind of bolster your bottom six. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Maybe in, like... Well, I mean, the Islanders just made a few moves, but I could see him being a good fit there. Yeah. Um, I love the Isles, man. I yeah, like their image. Team. I like what yeah. they're doing. Yeah, they made, made some I, good moves. I just can't stand to watch them play. It's so boring. I have not watched one of their games in a while. Like the, like, the most Islanders hockey I've watched recently has just been, like, Matt Barzell doing yeah. embarrassing things to the other teams. Yeah, and coast-to-coast rushes. And yeah, ridiculous. just, yeah. He, he's, like, the never, whole... Never would have done that on me, He's though. all the entertainment of the team in one guy. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, think about it. Who's their captain? Like, Anders Lee? Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they don't exactly brand themselves as, like, a flashy, showboaty team. And, like, Lou Lamorello is, like, a drill sergeant when he's in charge of any team, so. Yeah. You see Paul Mary when he went there and he shaved? Yeah, my God. <laughs> From looking like Brent Burns to looking like... Yeah. Should we talk about the fact that you played against Matt Barzell? Because I, I know you're just dying to bring it up. <laughs> well, you know, he never scored a goal on me, so... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, your plus yeah. minus with him on the ice is yeah. pretty good. I think he played like one shift because his coach didn't want him to get injured that game. <laughs> they already have eight nothing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, my plus minus against Matt Barzell is still better than anyone else in the NHL. So. A flat zero? <laughs> <laughs> plus minus nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess let's... Uh... Start touching on uh, the playoffs because we're getting pretty close here with the trade deadline coming yep. up and whatnot. Everyone quickly look at the standings. Yep, just going to pull that out real quick yeah. before I say something stupid. 
Yeah, like uh, Arizona Coyotes are going to win the cup or something. Okay, you know what's funny, though, is you told me. Do you remember earlier in the season when we had that conversation about how I thought the Coyotes were shit and you were like, no, no, they're good. And then the next day they, like, blew out. It was, like, the Knights or something. Do you remember that? Dude, I told you that they were going to smoke <laughs> the Knights. Yeah. And I was like, no, there's no way. There's no way. The Knights are way too good. They're not going to beat the Knights. And then they blew them out, like, 4 nothing. You know what's kind of funny here? Nashville and Arizona have, like, the exact same stat line. Like, right now, the goal differential. It's hilarious. Is it a record? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, they both have 43 points, 40 games played, uh, .538 uh, uh, percentage, and Nashville is a minus 13, and Arizona is a minus 12 in right. goal differential. Cool. Well, thanks for catering to all our Phoenix Coyotes and Nashville Predators fans, Marcus. <laughs> got to get those big markets. Yeah, got to hit the big markets. I did, I did not realize the top of the Central was so close. Uh, yeah. between, between Florida, uh, Carolina, and Tampa. Yeah, damn. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? Is, there was um, a big drop-off after three. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! If you can see the look he's giving me right now, <laughs> straight dog. You know what? They are 16th in the league, and that's good enough to make the playoffs. So I'm happy with that. But like, it's crazy how it, like the the Florida Panthers, man. Like, yeah, it, like why are they good? Why are they better than Tampa? They, you know what? They have like. They have so much in common with Camp even bringing them up again, the Leafs, where it's like they make the playoffs and then do nothing. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, they can be good in the regular season, but... That's going to be a huge blow, too, with that injury that... Um, yeah. Aaron Ekblad. thank you. I couldn't think of his name. Yeah. yeah. That's like... You, like, that That goes beyond their season. That's like, you hope for that guy's career that he can come yeah. back. Like, well, it's the same thing with Joey Decord. When Joey Decord... Like, I, I, I don't remember what they announced the injury as, but I remember seeing it and I was like, that's an ACL. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's rough. Yeah, you got to hope he's okay, and you got to hope for their season and their team that that doesn't bring them down way too much because yeah. that's, that's one of those pieces you really need in the playoffs. Yeah. Not in the playoffs, but, like, deep in the playoffs. If you don't have that piece, you're not moving. Yeah, no. Hmm. All right, well, um, I guess let's go, like, division by division and just kind of see who we see making it out of each one. So right now in the Central, it looks like – the Panthers, the Hurricanes, the Lightning, and the Preds. First round matchup would be the Panthers and the Predators, and then the Hurricanes and the Lightning. Who do you guys see making it out of the first round there? I, I, Chicago Blackhawks. Honestly, I, I, see, I see Chicago <laughs> passing the, the Preds. Maggie. Really? I can't even frame a question. Dude, when Nash, there's Nash no option gonna, E, and you guys still Nash, pick it. Nashville's going to trade a couple players, and then. They're they're overperforming right now, anyways. What? So so, give me this from a Preds fan: Are they buyers or sellers at the deadline? Neither. They're not buying or selling. No. So Granlund and Eckholm yeah. are going out. Who are they bringing in? It, from a Preds fan's perspective, they're not sending out either. Because oh, so you don't like, think either of them are moving. I, no, I would be okay. surprised if they move. But if they did, I would see them. I would want to see them go to the teams that we mentioned earlier. But like from my perspective, I don't see them moving because the way that you have to look at it from like a fan's perspective and like the GM's perspective is that they still want a good team. They still want a competitive team. If they're in a playoff spot now, I find it really hard for them to you know move Ekholm, who's like he's just been a perennial Preds player. He's the prototypical 
Predators player, a solid defenseman, can still put up points offensively. And then with Granlin, I mean, he, yeah, he could move, he might move, but I think he just fills out his spot on that line so well, and he's been doing pretty good. They might bring back, like, I don't know, a third-round pick, which, hey, that could be good, or it could be a flood, a flub. But um, honestly, yeah, I, just, I don't see them trading them out because I think the return would be, you know, mediocre at best rather than being something that could actually help the team long-term. So, yeah, okay, fine. They might not make the playoffs. But, <laughs> there it is. But, okay, here's the thing. That's what I was if they, for. If they do... We can just they, cut out that whole middle conversation yeah. in the final cut and just have it jump to, all right, maybe they won't make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, get rid of everything. But, no, like, honestly, they, I think they could, they, could, they could take a round from a team. I think they'd be a dark horse team in the Central for sure if they do make the playoffs. Because, you know, Rene could just be too good right now. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or Patrick Kane could just continue Connor McDavid-ing the Chicago Blackhawks and yeah. drag them as far as he humanly can into the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Which, let's be real, is probably the, the second Black- round. The Blackhawks' best opportunity is just to play with their goalie pulled the entire time they're playing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they got, they no got Kirby Doc and stuff back, you know? Yeah. You never Actually, know. you know what? You know what? They do have um, uh, Lankinen. He, he's been okay. So I, I give him that. Lankinen's an okay goalie. But if they have to put Subban or Dalia in that, I mean, forget about it. Dude, Malcolm Subban, unreal. <laughs> okay. Remember, Why? <laughs> remember in the Vegas Knights' first season when he had to play in net as, like, their fifth string goalie? Yeah. Because yep. every guy they put on the ice injured himself? <laughs> yeah. It was, was unbelievable. I was at that game that he had to play against St. Louis. and they. Were and, you Really? And, yeah, and Vegas won in overtime. That's six, hilarious. Six, six five. Man, and then, and then some dude tried to fight me on the escalator because I was wearing a Blues jersey. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, for a team that really didn't even have, they hadn't been around long enough to make an emotional bond with their team. They took it pretty seriously. <laughs> yeah, remember their, their starting goalie for like a month was Oscar Dansk. <laughs> who, like, no one's ever heard of since. Yeah. Jesus. All right, so, um... Well, Subban stayed relevant. Somewhat. So can we all agree that the Lightning are making it out of the Central? The Lightning? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with, with Florida at the top trending downhill, they kind of just have to get... Yeah. Yeah, I... Because aren't they supposed to get Kucherov back in the playoffs, too? Yeah. I... I yeah. Uh, well, I think he's supposed to come back sooner than that, actually. No, they're. Get- I actually just heard about this. They're going to keep him out until the playoffs because his cap is too big. Mm, right. Yeah. If they don't, if they don't bring him back until the playoffs, they don't have to claim any of his cap. True. Mm. Okay. Um, so yeah, he's going to be like they're saying he might almost be ready now. They're just mm. going to keep pretending he's not, then bring him back as soon as yeah. it won't cost them anything. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. Which Not sounds like, like it should be illegal. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine not having Kucherov on your roster? Yeah, we don't really... It's not a big deal. We're yeah. going to be fine without him. That's what the Blues did with Steen, because he was making like $6 million a year. So they're like, yeah, we're just going to keep you out. We're going to trade for a few players, and then uh, you can come back and play on the fourth line in the playoffs. Hmm. Who do you think the dark horse out of the Central is? Do you guys still think it's Chicago? Well, no, I think they're a dark horse to make the playoffs, but I think winning it, I would say the dark horse is Carolina. You think so? Yeah. Even though they're, I agree. they're in second. They're hardly a dark horse team, but... Yeah, but you, ha- but you have to think about... 
Well, I, I get that, but you have to remember, again, one of Tampa's best players is just waiting for the playoffs on the sidelines, right? Yeah. When you think about it that way, they should be the obvious pick to win. That's why I'm calling them the dark horses, because Chicago or Nashville, they're not... I don't see them making it out. What about, um, what about Dallas? Uh, uh, <laughs> they, they, they got three games in hand on anyone in, yeah. ahead of them. Yeah, they, they're... Yeah, and they have to win all three to be one point out of the playoffs. Well, you never know. So, it, well, all I'm saying is that, like, I don't think... Okay, A, I don't think they're good enough to win the three games in hand that they need to. And B, even if they did, they still wouldn't make the playoffs. So, I don't know. I, I'm really... I haven't been really impressed with the Stars all year. Um, they've, they've got friggin' 10 o- overtime losses this year. Like, if it weren't for those overtime loss points, they would be, you know, they'd be behind the Detroit Red Wings in that division. So, I don't know. I just think, um, I just think that they're not really much of a threat. What I will give them is that they have managed to be the worst team in the entire league that still has a positive goal differential. So, that's pretty cool. And everyone knows that's what wins Stanley Cups. (laughs) (laughs) They have a plus one goal differential at 23rd in the league. Mm. And the next team that has a positive goal differential is New York at 17. (laughs) I don't know. I think that's a neat stat. It's a very neat stat. But alright, I mean, if that's your pick for Dark Horse, I mean, that's fair. I mean, Chris, you guys already know what my Dark Horse pick is in that division, but need I say it again? All right, let's move on to the East here. All right, all right. The Mass Mutual East. I love the East. The East this year has been so much fun to watch. Yeah, it's like minus two teams. It's been a solid competition. Yeah, except for the Buffalo Sabres, who are the 37th best team in the league. Like, if there was ever a case to be made that the NHL should have, like, relegation games, Buffalo relegation. Sabres... Send an entire team down to the minors. They, the, they're the whole argument you need to make that case. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. If you, if you want to bring a team into the league, all you have to do is beat the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. <laughs> one time. Yeah. Bring up a, a one uh, women's hockey league team and bring it into the NHL instead of the Sabres. The best of one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but honestly, like, I just, I love that division. I think it's been super competitive. Um, I think any team on any night can beat any other team in that division. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, I feel, <laughs> I feel like every time we talk about the division, though, it's except the Sabres because they are just such a joke. But, like, do you know how hard it is to have a division where the and I hate saying this, but the the Boston Bruins are not even in the top three in the division. Yeah. I realize they've got games at hand and stuff, but like still, yeah. they're you you've got three teams ahead of them. They're all powerhouses, mm-hmm. right? Washington, Pittsburgh. Oh my God, is that a series I'd love to watch again? Yeah, right. Uh, you've got the New York Islanders in Pittsburgh. There's another fun little rivalry going yeah. back. What was that? Two years ago, I, they had. Yeah, I think it was two years. Yeah. Yeah, the year of the sweeps. Yeah. You sweep and get swept. Yeah, next, sweep again, yeah. yeah. Um, th- no matter how you break this up, this is going to be... The- these are the most fun playoff games to watch is in yeah, here. Yeah. If you're going to plan your schedule around something, it's this division in the playoffs. Yeah. The That's worst, the best hockey you're going to watch. The worst part is these teams are going to beat each other up, so whoever's coming out of the other divisions are going to have exactly an right. easier chance. 
Yeah. And the the thing about this year, right, is like we don't know where this like who's going to play in the semis. You know, usually you have like an Eastern Conference final and a Western Conference final. Yeah. But it's going to depend this year. So. Yeah, it'll yeah, be interesting. What, what is the format anyway? Once the divisions have wrapped up and you go into the semis, who who does play who? I'm pretty sure I, I could be wrong. I don't know if you guys know. I uh, think you have to was. go north and west. Well, see, but what I've heard is if uh, like if Montreal, Toronto, or Ottawa takes it, they would play the East team. If Winnipeg takes it, they'd play take the, uh, they would play the Central. And then if Vancouver, Calgary, or Edmonton takes the North, they would play the West. So whoever wins the North determines this the uh, rest of the seedings. Oh, for the I mean that like thinking about it common sense wise, that does that that works. That makes yeah. sense. I just don't know if that's actually what the NHL is doing. Yeah. I have well, no idea the other what thing is, doing. is because they well they've also talked about another option where they might go back to a bubble. Like they might they might make a bubble again oh, for all yeah. the playoff teams. So once there's you know the team that comes out of the North, West, Central, and East, then those four teams will all go to you know Edmonton like they did last year, or you know yeah. the team that comes out of one of the divisions, and then there they'll have a bubble where I guess they'll have to reseed all the teams and then figure it out then. But yeah, so it'll be interesting the way the way, the way that we see them do it. But, uh, yeah, we could see some really cool rivalries come out of this that wouldn't otherwise happen. Yeah. Yeah. Dark horses for this division? That's hard to Rangers. pick one. They're all so good. Yeah, I'm so, I'm taking the Rangers, too, in here. Really? You think they're going to Yeah. With I think there's a chance with Zavidijad finally learning how to play hockey again that, uh, <laughs> that they could maybe sneak into that last spot and upset the Bruins or something. Because mm. they're like, you got to... Or the Penguins. They're they're over... Okay, so Boston has three games in hand on all the teams above them, right? Yeah. Uh, let's Let's say they break it even. They get three points out of those three games, right? That puts them at 49 points right now. That gives the New York Rangers, with only one game in hand on all of those teams, that gives them... A seven-point gap mm. to jump, and you think they're going to make a seven-point jump on well, all those teams okay, by s- the end? Scratch that. Boston plays Buffalo six more times this year. They, <laughs> they are making the playoffs. Wait, <laughs> do they really? Oh yep. my god! I like. Oh. oh, and not to mention they also play the Devils a bunch too. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Fine. There, yeah. There's no. Sorry. Just not. Not to shit on. I guess on in a Rangers, regular. Like, in a regular season, if if we were at the same point in a normal season, I would I would take the Rangers. I think they look like a good team. Um, their future looks bright. I would take them as the dark horse team. But yeah, you're right. The schedule just, it's not in their favor. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at it this year. They're not making that big of a jump. Yeah. Um, they have two games against the Sabers. And they only play the the Bruins two more times, so there's only you know two more four point games for them. So yeah, yeah okay, I guess I guess I guess yeah, you really have to take the Bruins. There. Yeah, um, and the the Rangers have a lot of hard games, and they finish they finish the season with two Islanders, two Capitals, and two Bruins. Jesus, yeah, yeah. no, it's very rough end to the season for them. Yeah, um, out of the division, I gotta say, I think the Islanders. I think it comes down to New York and Washington, and I think the Islanders walk out of it. You think so, eh? Yeah. I See, think I really the like Capitals. Capitals. I think the yeah. Capitals make a play on Ekholm, and and then I like the Capitals. Yeah. Well, okay. So the only reason why I'm picking the Capitals is because I think they have the most depth. 
throughout their roster. Okay. I think the pickups of uh, what was it, Zajac and uh, um, Palmieri. The two guys, Palmieri. That's what it is. Yeah. Zajac and Palmieri. Those were good pickups for the Islanders. But I don't know. It's just been such a weird year that like I don't know how quickly they'll fit into the team. We'll see how it goes. But they could be good playoff performers. But I don't know. I just think the Caps are too experienced, too deep, too strong right now. Uh, to try to pick out of that division. Yeah, and their their defense is solid too. Like Carlson, Chara, Dylan, Orlov, Schultz. It's, uh, yeah, it's 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 solid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I I like I said, those are those are the two that are gonna be th- those are the two that are gonna go against each other. Uh, yeah, you guys take the Caps. I I think I'd take the Islanders uh, in the West Division. Uh, sorry, in the Honda West Division. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, let's see here. So St. Louis and Arizona, geez, they're going to be close at the end of the season. Man, this is like, once you, man, there are two good teams in this division. (laughs) There are two. Well, you know what's funny though, is like, you say that, but I mean, look at the points and games played for Minnesota. Yeah. They had such a good season. I'm looking at that. I just don't see them doing anything in the playoffs. They're just too cursed with mediocrity to me. Yeah. Like I, I refuse to see them as anything other than they might make the playoffs. Mm. That's like my brain sees that they are a lock to make the playoffs, and I think they might make the playoffs. <laughs> that that's just yeah. what the Minnesota branding is to me. Yeah. Vegas, um, Vegas is just too too stacked or too deep to everything. Yeah. Yeah, they have they have solid performers at every position. Yeah. To me, to me, they're coming out of the West. And they got, like, they I got just, flower power in that, man. Well, we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens there, man. Like, like obviously it's a battle between Leonard and Flurry, but anytime you have two two good goalies and you can't decide which one to go with, I mean, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, so let's be real. It doesn't matter if it's Arizona, St. Louis – how are all these teams that close and so bad all in the same division? Like, from Arizona down to L.A., there's not that big of a gap when you look at the, at the games in hand that they all have. Mm. They, like, any one of those teams could be the fourth spot. Uh, I hate all of it. I think St. Louis will make that jump. I just have a gut feeling. I, I can't explain it. I think So I think Arizona gets knocked out. St. Louis makes it in. Uh, Colorado and Vegas just wipe both teams beneath yeah. them. And I think that Vegas, Colorado, while I agree Vegas is going to come out of it, I think that's going to be a hell of a series. Yeah, I'm really looking forward I to that series. 100%. Yeah, but uh, as far as, like, if I was to pick a dark horse team, just to make the playoffs, because obviously we all agree, no one's beating Colorado or Vegas. No. But to make the playoffs, uh, out of those, out of those, was it five or four that, that are sitting there outside the playoffs? It, it's four. It's Ar- Arizona's in uh, St. Louis... Uh, San Jose and LA are all like right yeah. behind them. Honestly, I I wouldn't be surprised if San Jose made it in. I'm going Blues, really? but that's that's a bias pick on my end. Yeah, well, it's just because San Jose has so many games left against um, weak teams. Like they play the Ducks and the Kings so many more times that I think they can make it in. They, that's true. Yeah. They do have three against Vegas and three against the Avalanche. Yeah. And considering the fact they just came off a five to one loss to the Ducks, who knows if that matters? Yeah. Yeah. For me, I'm picking St. Louis, and it's really based off of nothing, nothing other than a gut feeling. Yeah. And it's, really, they should be the last team in. Yeah. Yeah. 
But like we said, like what does it matter? <laughs> like yeah, it, it, they're great. they're all just fighting to get swept in the first round. Yeah, that's that's all it is. Yeah. Um. All right. And did we did we actually do the north yet or no? No. No. We strategically no, saved that. Wrap things last. up here with the north. It, it's like the thing that all the fans kind of say they wanted to see, even if they didn't really think it through. Like we wanted to see McDavid play beside Matthews and McKinnon. And we knew that they're not a country, but we said, fuck it, let's put them in an international competition and make it as if they are. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of what this is. It's like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we, like, played Toronto in the first round of the playoffs? Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where, logistically, it doesn't make a ton of sense, except in a year like this, where it's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Um, And it's made so much sense that I think a lot of people in the hockey community have kind of said, hey, why don't we keep doing this? You know, but it's the same thing as it's like last year when people when we did the bubble, people were talking about how, oh, you know, this has made such, you know, so much sense. It's been so much fun to watch. Like, why don't we keep doing this? And the short answer is, well, it's just not the way we do it. And it's silly because like. You know, we'd love to we'd love to see it, and and I think I heard one argument about the whole bubble system and changing the way that the game works, is people don't like to see the play in rounds because it gives more teams the opportunity to compete, and and that's also an argument for people to say, well, hey, like this is why we like it, but then you know there's other people who say, well, we already have play in rounds. It's called the regular season. Yeah, we, they, yeah. by giving play in rounds, you're just punishing teams that played well in the play or in the regular season. Yeah, because then you're giving. The Montreal Canadiens, who are going to finish what, like eight points out of the playoffs? Yeah. A chance to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, who were locks to make the playoffs, yeah. and they did. Yeah. Right? And that, why have a regular season if you're just going to throw it all up in the air like that yeah. anyway? And you're only going to make Buffalo miss the playoffs. Yeah. yeah as long as Buffalo's not in the playoffs, yeah. it's, it's, it's a normal season. Yeah. Dude, like last year, they were the first team outside of the bubble. Yeah, like they were like, like two points. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. It was like it went like Montreal, then Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. it did. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, it pains me to say it. Uh, Toronto's winning the division. I. Um. I really. I disagree. Really? Yeah. They've. I don't know. They've been playing pretty good. Yeah, they have. But they're also a team that is very streaky. And for them to go on a streak for seven games in a row against the same team, or I guess four games in a row, they've yeah. shown that they can do it. Oh, no, no, sorry. I'm not saying they walk out of the division like in the playoffs. I'm saying they're going to keep their position on top of the, like, going into the playoffs, they're still going to be the number one seed. Oh, okay. okay. You meant you're so, coming out of- no, they're getting eliminated by the Canadians in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, I thought I made that clear like two minutes into the podcast. <laughs> I, I, keep, I keep the Jets coming sorry. out on top in that division after. After, yeah. Like after yeah. the playoffs and everything. Yeah, I think I think the way that the playoffs are are set up right now with the Leafs finishing first, Oil in second, uh, Jets first in third. First of all, do you see any Canadians movement before? on this? But like between now and the end, the of only season? the only move, the only movement I could possibly see is the Jets and Oil are slipping. But like that Which doesn't wouldn't do make a difference. Exactly, they still play each other. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference at all. Um, okay, so I, I I fully agree. My only thing. I don't think Connor McDavid lets the Oilers lose another playoff series, or not not in the first round. I don't. Yeah, see but it. you got you got Deep. Hellebuck, and then you have there's just way more depth on the Jets. Right, but then you have in front of Hellebuck, you have Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl shooting the puck at Hellebuck. So, you know, what that old saying: what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? Right, mm-hmm. Halibut's insane. Connor McDavid's insane. Mm-hmm. 
it's going to be close. Yeah. If I had to pick right now, I'd put my money on Edmonton to win that series. Hmm. That's yeah. that's just that's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I have no like facts or analytics to back it up. I just really see Connor McDavid. I mean, if they don't win a playoff series again, does this guy ask for a trade? Is it at that point yet? If they go another season without winning a playoff series, does he ask to get the fuck out of there? Yeah. I mean, he's in Edmonton. Even if they won one, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't want to be there. Yeah. Well, but again, but if he has success there, right? Yeah. He seems like a player that isn't driven by how good the nightlife of a city is. He wants the cup. Yeah. Right? There it would be Could you imagine a reality where a player as good as Connor McDavid, a generational talent does not win a championship. Yeah. Right? I, I've made this argument so many times. Of, no, I'm not I'm not going to do the Sedin thing. Um, I, <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, Connor McDavid is going to... Edmonton will beat Winnipeg. And, okay. I, think, and I think Edmonton walks out of the division. That's, that's my prediction, is they, I, they walk out. I think it's a rock, paper, scissors thing. I think, you know, I think... Toronto beats Edmonton. I think Edmonton beats Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg beats Toronto. I, that's what I think. Okay. No, I, I, I see that. Well, that's how it's been all of the regular season, too, yeah. right? Has been some teams have been incapable of beating other teams mm-hmm. while getting beaten by the teams that better teams can't beat. Yeah. It's, and it's, that's what makes the division so good. Yeah. Is because any team can win on any night. It's yeah. not like, like you look at the West, right? Like we were talking about earlier. It's two teams. That's all it is. Is it's two teams? Yeah, and you know they they're a fine division to follow. But I've never I I can be honest. The only game I watched from the West all year was the one that got delayed for ten hours because the sun melted the ice. Yeah, like there, other than that, I and we only watched watch to see game. what other bullshit was going to yeah, happen. Exactly <laughs> to to boo Gary Bettman when he came on the TV. Like, yeah, like I to just, explain that the sun had melted the yeah, ice. Exactly. Like I just. <laughs> Like, there's just been nothing to watch about that division except for, you know, those two teams. And that's why watching the North has been so much fun. And I think in the playoffs, they're going to demand that attention, too, because they're such a fun team to watch. When you really think about it, the North division is kind of just the East division light. They're all really good. They're not as good as any of the teams in the East, but they're all very good and very evenly matched. Yeah. Minus, like, one or two teams. Yeah. And then there's one team that's just exempt because they all have COVID. Mm, so, sure. <laughs> so the Canucks just don't fall yeah. into that category anywhere. They're just in, they're in the middle. Yeah, but I mean, let's be honest. Even if they hadn't got COVID, they oh no, we weren't making. Playoffs. They were not making no. the playoffs. I, I, this whole season has been gone since January when they had a terrible start. Yeah, yeah. No, I've I've said that. As soon as we finished that like four game win streak versus Ottawa and then lost our next game, I said that's it. We're capable of beating one team in this division. You don't get to the playoffs that way. Yeah. There, no, no part of my most Homer biased cell in my body thinks that the Canucks were going to make. Yeah, the I don't think they're making the playoffs either. Yeah. No shot, especially. I honestly, I don't even think they play another game this season. You think that they're done, eh? You think they're shutting it down? There's no. I don't think there's a point for them to even play. I think that they'll. I think the NHL will try. I think they'll. I think the Canucks will play a couple more pity games, but they won't finish their schedule. I, I think they play maybe five or six games. Yeah. I think the NHL just wants to make sure that they would have mathematically eliminated themselves anyway, mm. and once that happens, then they'll call it. Yeah. 
But, you know, it's funny because, like, even though they've been locked up with COVID and you'd think that would be, like, the first thing on their minds, today, check your phones because they signed Tanner Pearson. And, man, I could not tell you why they did that if I had, you know... I need a whole nother hour-long podcast to talk (laughs) about my feelings about that. I am so incensed Mm -hmm. that they put ink to paper with that guy. I cannot believe... Or not not even just that they did it, but at the dollar that they did. We could have had to Foley for only an extra million dollars and for an extra year of term. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. But instead, we're actually paying more than what Toffoli makes for Vertanen and Pearson. They're just... I I don't see the difference. I don't get it. I don't get it. What do you think... What do you think about... Bundling up Vertanen with maybe a pick or something to go after Domi. Well, uh, clearly you haven't been checking on uh, the Canucks Videos TikTok account because I made a video about that last night. That is exactly what we should be doing. That is, if I was the GM right now, that's exactly what I'm doing. Domi is heavily underperforming where he is. He's actually making more money than Jake Vertanen is, almost double. I think over double. Really? He, he makes like 5.25 a year oh, uh, for, well, this season, which is just about over, and next mm-hmm. season. Vertanen makes 2.5 this year and like 2.6 next year or something. Yeah. Um, those are two players that both need a fresh start, and I think both teams offer what the other player needs in that uh, Vertanen, I think his biggest issue has honestly been that this is his hometown. He's been with all his friends, they all hang out, they go to parties together, and it really draws his focus from the game. That's been a big complaint about him is his work ethic, and he comes to uh, training camp out of shape. He needs to be somewhere without the distractions, and I could not think of a place other than maybe Winnipeg with less distractions than Columbus. Yeah. Uh, Especially playing on Tortorella. Yeah, no kidding. That's exactly the kind of thing that I think Bertanen needs to get himself to be the player that he should be, that everyone expected him to be. Domi, on the other hand, needs some familiarity in that he's been moved so many times as a pretty young player, he hasn't really gotten as much of a chance as maybe he should have to really set his roots somewhere. And I don't think there's anywhere better to do it than beside his um, his linemate from the London Knights, Bo Horvat. They would be an insane line together, and I think they'd have wicked chemistry that I really think would carry over. I think that's a deal that makes sense for both teams to do that. If the Canucks had the cap room. If the Canucks had the cap space. But you got to think. Signed. Well, set- we would if we didn't sign Pearson. Uh, that's what I mean. But well, you, okay, but, okay, but, but let's, you're sending let's, away let's for 10, so there's 2.5 mil off the books, yeah. right? Uh, actually, Jay Beagle... Um, is also about to be off the books. He already is. He's on a LTIR right now. Uh, they're saying that yeah, there's three. They're now. saying his injury could go into next season, and that his career is there's a good chance it's over. If that's true, that's another three mil off the books, and that's that's more than enough to get Domi. But the problem is now you're getting Domi, and now you have to re-sign Hughes and Pedersen. And I have no idea where Benning is planning on pulling that cap space from. None whatsoever. Yeah. What does Schmidt make? 
Schmidt is on a pretty decent contract, actually. I think he's... I think he's around five. I think he's just under. I think it's like 4.75 or something yeah. in that neighborhood. You know, it would be nice if they had that money uh, from maybe like a defenseman who makes around... You know, oh, Tyler Myers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Or, or Edler. Or Edler. Oh, wait, isn't Edler's coming off the books, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's about to come off the books. Uh, I think we will resign Edler. And, well, here's the thing. Is I said this about Pearson. Or I said we'll, we'll pay him seven. Yeah, I said with Pearson that I would be okay re-signing him if he took like two mil flat. Like if you know said, look, we think we're going to be a good team in the pretty near future. You can be around for that, but you have to give us the cap space to sign that good team, mm-hmm. right? And so if they would do that same thing with Edler, I'd be okay with it. If Edler took like a two mil a year deal, right? That's fine. Yeah. Um, but what's scaring me is that it seems like Benning's not doing that. He's just throwing money around as if he has no concept of what that leaves him with. Yeah. So I Nate. Yeah. Nate Schmidt's making five point nine five. Yeah, I thought it was pretty high. Yeah. And so there you go. There's twelve million in Nate Schmidt and Tyler Myers yeah. per year. And here's the thing. There's, I, I, there's 18 million if you add an Edler. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least Edler doesn't have, doesn't have term, though. But, like, yeah. those two guys, they're going to be here for and, years. And Schmidt, I'll admit, like, I was upset at the beginning of the season, but he quietly picked up his game pretty good. His plus-minus got a lot better. He started producing oh, no, a lot no. he's, more. He's a solid defenseman. Yeah. I, like, I, 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 I wouldn't like, consider, like on most teams, I wouldn't consider what he has to be, like, an atrocious contract. Might be a bit of an overpay, but it's it's nothing like... Yeah, Tyler it, Myers. Yeah, it's not like a Tyler Myers. Tyler Myers, on the other hand, is Tyler Myers. Yeah. Um, and that that's where... Yeah. We're gonna have a lot of problems because and he wanted to come to Vancouver. I know, like he, they could have got him on a team friendly deal. You think they didn't? It, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, look at uh, Toffoli. He said he wanted to stay here. Mm. He took four point two five for four years to go to Montreal. Imagine what he would have signed for here, yeah. where he wanted to be. Yeah. He would have taken four. Either. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I I really do. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I've probably. And this is saying a lot coming from me. I've probably never had less faith in the direction this organization is going than I have had this afternoon. And it's funny because it's not that this contract is the worst one we've signed on the team. It's not even close. It's probably not even top five. Yeah. But it's the fact that... That Erickson contract looks pretty good. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what's funny is like... It- it does. Like now, it's not the worst on the on the team, and it's sad because yeah. that's been that's it been joked be. about as the worst contract in the NHL for years. Yeah, and now it's just another one of the bad contracts on the Canucks. Yep, and that that's just it. Is it's not that the Pearson contract was so big of a mistake that it's unforgivable. It's that it's gotten too repetitive. I yeah. I mean Beagle, Erickson, and Roussel. That was all in the same off. Or no, yeah. Erickson was one year. Yeah. Then Roussel Beagle was the next year. Yeah. I get that. I I get you know making those mistakes so close together and kind, you're kind of kicking the pebble down the road and thinking we'll figure out the cap space down the road. You know we we didn't even know the name Elias Pettersson yet when we signed those guys. Mm-hmm. Right. We weren't worried about oh well, we have to pay him because he's going to be a superstar. <laughs> I think he's a superstar. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, yeah. He's... We, my point is, we didn't know that, nonetheless, that we'd have two players coming up that are both going to demand pretty high dollar amounts right before all those big contracts end. 
Mm. Bending, so I can forgive that. What I can't forgive is making a, a deal like that with Pearson right before you know you have to do that yeah. with uh, Patterson and Hughes. Well, I mean, in, 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 in that perspective then, you have to think that he's got something figured out for them. Because you, you can't... You have to pray. Because if he doesn't, we're fucked. Mm-hmm. Well, he just paid Demko, too. Right, but I'm not mad about that because we had to do that anyway. We didn't have to sign Tanner Pearson. In fact, we shouldn't have signed Tanner Pearson. I just just seen a comment on that uh, thing. It was like, so frustrating. Two steps forward with Demko, five steps backwards Mm -hmm. with Pearson. Yeah, those are weird numbers to pick, but that's right. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's so true, though, yeah. It, like yeah, this team is um, it's a funny one to watch. It's a funny team to follow. Um, if anyone out there you know that's listening that uh, is a Canucks fan and wants to get more involved with us and talk about the team, let us know. Uh, we don't have a name yet, but we will have one, and we're gonna uh, create an Instagram account, and you can get in, in contact with us, or you can uh, contact Marcus here. He's uh, he's on TikTok. Canucks videos on <laughs> yeah, TikTok. We mentioned that a few times. Um, successful account. <laughs> and if you're not following it, go ahead and follow it and get involved. Um, yeah, we're, like you said, three Vancouver boys. We love talking about the team, love talking about sports. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to throw into the conversation before we wrap things up here, but... Uh, nope, just uh, we'll let you know when we have a name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's been fun. Um, yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks for hanging out, and we'll uh, see you in the next one. Right. I gotta take a piss. Peace out.